Of course, the thing that is going to unlock the rest of your purpose is going to be the most difficult. The level boss, the big dragon, as they call it. No one says that. Of course, the thing that you need to do most is going to be tough. This is episode 98 of Psychotherapy. I'm your host, Jet Dunlap. Back to school. Back to school. And is it easy for me? No, it's not. Do you know how I feel about school? Oh, you better believe you do. Why would I have to tell you that? You know how hard it is. You know how much I hate it, but I'm doing it. And I give you some tips and tricks along the way on how to face your largest fears, the things that are most difficult to you. I'm not Casey Kasin, because I don't know who that is because I'm too young. I'm Ryan Seacrest, and whatever he says, this is Psychotherapy, episode 98, and it's going to start right now. Thanks for listening. Back to school, back to school, back to learn the golden rule. Billy Madison, Adam Sandler, what a show. It's the first one after Saturday Night Live, I think, or one of the first ones after Saturday Night Live. Back to school. I started going back to school in my corporate days when I could get tuition reimbursement. I did it after a long while, and it took some hounding by a very aggressive sales associate whose name I forget, but it was a woman. And she would call me and text me and all this stuff to get me to try and finish my degree from one of those prestigious online colleges. And eventually I gave in and started going. But this goes all the way back. When I left my parents' house, I started in junior college. And now Gina says they're called community college. She said to me yesterday, they haven't been called junior college in 20 years. Of course, I went to junior college when I was 10 because I'm Doogie Howser. But it was very difficult because I got a full-time job because I had to support myself and I was going to full-time JC, as they called it. I eventually came up against this decision that that far too few people talk about, especially today while everyone's saying, forgive tuition. I say that's not a good idea. Forgive the interest on tuition and help people who haven't gone to school go to school. I think that we need to work on tomorrow instead of forgiving people for their bad financial decisions. Here's why. I had to stop going to school because I couldn't afford to anymore. So my schedule changed at my full-time sales job, and they said, you can either work here or go to school. And that was it. And I had to pay rent, so I had no choice. I didn't take any student loans, so I don't have any debt, but I didn't get the education you did, and I didn't get the party the way you did. So I feel no sympathy for you. That's not where this story was supposed to go. So I got out of junior college at some point back in my very early 20s because I had to. It was my job. But then I pursued it again when I went up to Santa Cruz, It was very difficult because I had a full-time job. Then again, when I came back, finishing my community college degree at Moore Park. And then I kept trying to pursue it. I took classes I didn't need to because my counselors were idiots. I would go to one and they'd say, take this. Then at the end of the semester, they'd say, oops, even though they had no idea how much effort that took me. I cannot begin to tell you how angry I am at teachers and schools. And I don't want to because this episode would be too long if I did that. So recently I decided, because I was going to school for my therapy license in hypnosis, that I wanted to go back and get my degree in business. So we talked to the four-year college. We find out my upper division transferable units, all this stuff. First off, let me tell you what they do. They basically won't talk to you unless you start giving them money. So I said straight up, I'm like, listen, I'm going to give you money, you idiots. Stop giving me vague answers. I know you don't want to answer because you're all based on commission, which is a problem. 
for schools, okay? I try going to CSUN, CSUN, which is the local Cal State out here. They won't even pick up the phone, but you call someone, they're like, oh, talk to this person, talk to that person. It's worse than a hospital. It's worse than an insurance company. They keep passing the buck. And then finally they say, oh, we can't take you for a year. We don't know what's going on. Basically, from what I've seen, they only want to take people straight out of high school, which is terrible, but it is the way it is. I wish it was as easy to just walk in and do what you do at community college. So we decide we're going to go back to school and I'm going to pay a ton of money ton of money out of pocket don't have any kind of reimbursement don't have any kind of sponsors here just going to do it and i'm not a kid anymore but whatever we talked to about five different counselors at this private university so you'd expect to get a really high level of treatment don't worry this is going somewhere and we get all the ducks in a row now i say we because i put gene on the phone they have to talk to me about some stuff that they can't talk to her about but i have to put her on the phone because i don't understand when they start going into numbers and stuff and then transferable things I had the basic understanding, but sometimes I put Jean on because she's just better at that. She helps me out. They tell us exactly what we need to do, and finally I'm ready to open my wallet. It's like $600 a unit, which is ridiculous because it's just some idiot on a computer saying idiot stuff that doesn't mean anything. It will not raise your intelligence one iota. Anyway, I'm done with that rant. Not done with the story. So after headache after headache after headache, we finally decide we're going to do it and that school will start in two days from now. They say, okay, we're going to sign you up for your upper division classes only. I'm going to take the lower division classes at another community college because I still have electives, which is insane. I have like 40 electives. Why do I need more? Dumbest institutions on earth, colleges. The worst places ever, period. And I'm only giving you a tiny taste of it, but you know how I feel. So finally, all that's done. What happens? We sign up. We give them the money. They clear my entire agenda off the screen. So it doesn't show me what I need to do. It doesn't show me where I'm going. It doesn't show me what units I have. They signed me up for a lower division class at $600 a unit, which is exactly what we didn't want. They take off about six of my classes that were going to count towards my degree, which they agreed were going to count towards my degree, and they remove them all. So now I'm signed up for a class in two days that I don't need to take, that will not help me, that will not go towards my transferable units to get my degree by the end of the year. Everything is wrong, and they remove all my classes. I'm going to have to go back and get transcripts from my old schools. Even though before I was starting with them again, it was all there. And so I have this huge headache. And I wanted to quit. And this is why I've quit in the past. I've been thinking really positively. I've been quitting depression, and it's been working. I've been doing really well. I don't know if you've noticed it. Not a lot of sad episodes. And that's great. That's great for you. It's great for me. So I was really bummed out. I thought, what am I going to do? So I decide I can't quit because of my audience, who I've told this to, my wife, and that I'm not going to let these idiots, these liars, these cheats. And remember, the only reason they're doing this is trying to get more money out of me because they're the most sinister evil groups next to pharmaceutical companies. Uh, They're all in cahoots. (laughs) Worst institutions ever. So finally, I write this very strong worded email. Thank goodness I can do this because if I was someone else, I wouldn't be able to do this. I wonder if I just go to these lower division classes for thousands of dollars and just get screwed over. Of course I would. That's what these idiots count on. These liars, these cheats. I understand hardcore sales in the stock market. You expect that. But doing the same thing for education, that's unfair. That's how people come into debt. They kept trying to get me into student loans too, by the way, which I'm not doing and paying cash. So I'm taking a lot of money out of my nest egg to finish this stuff just because I want to. So I write this long, strong-worded email, and we go back to it, and that's where it's hanging. I'll find out what's going on this week. But the point of that story is, you hear how irritated I am. You hear how mad I am. 
and how, if you've listened to the show, this is one of those subjects that is always been one of my buggery boos, straight up. Buggery boo is not a sponsor either. This time, I was optimistic. And I'm not going to do what I've done before, like episode 83, which was a warning. Was it 83 or 93? I think it was 83. Wow, that was a long time ago. I'm not going to do what I did in that and be sad sack. They're droopy dog. What happened to me? I'm so sad. I'm a poor jet. I'm not going to do that. I don't like the fact that I have to jump through these hoops. I don't like the fact that I have to get really tough with people. I don't like the fact that what a person says is not what actually ends up happening. I don't like the fact that after I told them repeatedly I was not to be messed with, they're messing with me. And I don't like the fact that every step of my education I have met with idiots, liars, cheats, thieves, and morons. Did I say morons and idiots? It's funny that in education I run into the dumbest people I've ever met. Am I blunt enough with this? (laughs) So they didn't work out for me. But my point, although it's taken a lot of energy out of you, is that I'm still going. I'm not going to let this become an obstacle. I talked to Gina. She was upset too because she's been there. She's seen how hard this is for me. She's seen how they say these things and don't do them. But I said, we have to be optimistic. What's the worst thing that can happen? I'm going to make them do this. They're not going to make me pay for a lower division class because they lied to me. I'll run it up the flagpole. I have to be resilient, but I also must be optimistic. So one of the final things I said, after all the things I've just said to you, is I said, maybe it was a mistake. Do I believe it's a mistake? I don't. Do you believe it's a mistake? You don't. Were cigarettes accidentally addictive? No. It's the same thing, in my opinion. Are they worse than the cigarette company, the tobacco industry? Of course they are. Of course they are. A hundred times worse. Are they worse than Hitler? No, they're not worse than Hitler, I guess. But they're up there. But I can't quit. And I'm not going to quit. And that's what's important. I don't think that if I had decided to quit depression like I did however many weeks ago it is now, I don't think I could have kept going. I believe that there is something on the other side of this receipt that says I was educated, which is a scam. But I believe there's something on the other side of that. I don't know what it is. Do you see what blind faith I'm going into with this, though? Tens of thousands of dollars is what I'm going to throw at a thing that I have felt is the right move. And guys, why am I spending so much time on this? If you're a longtime listener, you know there's nothing I hate more than the education system. It was a system, and for the new listeners, that took me and put me in special ed when I was in second grade, because they didn't know what to do with me. And I was in a room full of people who had serious mental illness, had serious developmental issues, who were handicapped. I told you that at one point, and more than once, but this was the only time where I was involved in it, they had to line us up outside and decide who pooped their pants. And I was in the top three of who pooped their pants once. That means they separated everyone from the class in the bungalow, and then they decided out of the three of us who it was by, like, sniffing the air. Really bad story, but it's true. That was my school experience. They stuck me in a special ed class. And there were amazing people in that class, amazing students who tried their hardest, and they had nothing to do with how they got there, but we were treated pretty poorly. We weren't allowed to have recess with the other kids. There was a fence between us. Isn't that pretty brutal? And then in sixth grade, one of my teachers at De La Salle School, I want to start calling people out, decided I was not smart enough to be in class 
because she decided the way I was learning wasn't the way she wanted to teach, and they stuck me in a library for an entire year, and I stared at a screen. So special ed one year, where I was in a room full of people who couldn't hold their bowels, which is pretty tough, and many other really messy things. People were yelling, breaking windows. It was not an easy experience. I blocked it out for the most part. I didn't even remember this until I started talking to Gina about it the other day. And then another year, they stuck me in a library for a year because they didn't know what to do with me. That was my introduction to school. My mom even says that when I was a kid, I was so bright before school started. Not only in intelligence, but just energy. They told me I was stupid. They told me where I was limited. They told me I couldn't learn. Even my guidance counselors are like, you better go into the military because you can't do anything else. That's not a diss on the military. That's what my guidance counselor said. Am I just venting? No, this is the point. And I appreciate you sticking along for this long road. Sometimes you need to hear the bitter to understand the sweet. I said in an episode many moons ago that you probably jumped out of your car by now. I'm hoping that like in The Simpsons, when Homer jumped out of his car, rolled out of his car, and then he rolled back into it. That's what happened with you, sir. You're listening to me again. Here's the point. It sucks that much for me, and I'm still doing it. Isn't that amazing? An institution that my entire life has failed me. I've learned more in the last most recent book I've read than I did in all of my schooling years. Now, that may not be true, but it sounds good, doesn't it? But I'm still going back because I have a a hint. Where is there a nugget in there, Jet? Where is there a golden nugget? So you just don't think it's a chicken McNugget, some vegetarian telling you to eat a chicken McNugget. The nugget is in the fact that this is the thing I hate the most. Now, isn't that interesting? And this is coming to me in real time, so that little theatrical response was genuine. Isn't that interesting that where I need to go is behind one of the most difficult things? Again. Remember when I needed to do stand-up and I had avoided it my whole life, but I did it, and that brought me to screenwriting? Never written a screenplay, and in 16 days I wrote a screenplay? Of course, school would have to be the last of the Mohicans. (sighs) Daniel Day-Lewis was so good in that movie. That's a sidetrack. Last of the Mohicans is not a sponsor either. It'd be really cool if it was. I am still going forward. Did you ever see The Three Amigos? (laughs) Now I'm thinking about movies. Where at the end, Steve Martin, (laughs) I don't need to tell you it's not a sponsor. Steve Martin is talking about how he says, All of us have an El Guapo. For some of us, our El Guapo is reading. For most of us, the El Guapo is the real El Guapo who is coming to kill us. And he talks about your internal El Guapo, which was funny. I enjoyed it. I'm telling you, it's funny. For me, my internal El Guapo is an institution that's failed me my entire life. But as I've said to you guys before, I believe that this incarnation is a test. Not a bad one. Not like a school test. It's not a test. It's an adventure. And of course, adventure is going to be on the other side of comfort. And it took me talking to you folks right now, and so I thank you for this session. What do I owe you? It took me talking to you to realize that, of course, it has to be difficult. I don't want it to, and I'm not projecting that out there because I do believe that my energy can affect that, which is new for me. I'm warmed up to that idea. So I'm not trying to project negativity, but what I am saying is, of course, difficulty would be what I met with because my highest self, my best self, my dream life has to be behind difficulty. Because that's my journey. And that's okay. I don't want it to be like that forever. I don't think it will. I think school is actually one of the last ones. I think it's going to be easy and rewarding. 
and beautiful and fulfilling and joyful the rest of my life. But of course, this had to be tough. So just talking it out with you made a big difference. Thanks again. I was talking to Gina the other day about how I really wish college had been my parents write a check and I just go, like a lot of you. Get to have that quote-unquote college experience. Every single one of my relatives got that, with the exception of like one or two out of 40. (laughs) So most of them. I never got that. Still not getting it. I'm going now. I would never have met my wife, Gina, if I had had a full ride to college, and I had never thought of that. If my father had given me money for college, I would have never have met Gina. I would have just gone up to Santa Cruz or gone to USC, done my thing, went out into the workforce. But I would have never met Gina. So I hadn't even thought about that till the other day when I'm sitting down and I was trying to look at the positive side of things, and that dawned on me. What a amazing realization because at the end of my life if I get to go and take score whether it's heaven or wherever it is I mean heaven we're being a little optimistic right not a sponsor but I'd like it to be if I hadn't met Gina that would have made a big difference because I believe at the well let's not say the end of your life that's morbid I believe that life is much more about people love and well I think it's about people I think it's about connecting with another soul And I would have missed out on that, maybe for money. Maybe I'd be successful, but I wouldn't have had Gina. And so it's worth it. Look how angry I was when I started this. How angry I was at this ridiculous, idiot institution. And now, because I'm reminding you of what I remembered the other day, it was one of the best things that could happen to me. Now, this thing that's going on right now, this now this thing that's going on right now, wow, you do need to go to college. This thing that's going on at the moment, look at that, little switcheroo is difficult. It probably doesn't need to be, but I know that there's something on the other side of it. And I don't know what it is, but I know there is. So I have to do it and have to spend all this money, even though every instinct I have, except for the most powerful one, says don't do this. It's stupid. You're smart enough. What was the moral to this whole story, Jet? It's easy. And I think you've already picked it up. This is my El Guapo. This is the thing that has tried to kill me more than just about anything, you know, other than booze. And I'm still going. I'm not going to let it stop me. Because obviously, if this is the tallest peak, when I get to the top, imagine the perspective. And it's not going to get easier after I start. But I just wanted you to know that if you have something like this in your life, maybe it's time you actually attack it. And that's it. Any other words I'd use would just muddle the point. So thank you for listening to episode 98 of Psychotherapy. I'm Jet Dunlap. Go uh, slay that dragon, but don't really. I mean, if you meet a dragon, be good to it. But you get what I'm saying, metaphorically. Ride that wave. That's not a saying. Thanks for listening. I'll end now. Jet Dunlap, out. <laughs>